Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of The Basic Witch. As always, I'm Cassie. How are we doing? I hope you all are doing better than I am. Um, it's been a really rough week. Uh, I, If you saw the post in the group, sorry about the noise. Uh, I am sick as fuck. Uh, I'm actually feeling better now uh, than I was last night and most of yesterday. Um, I actually called in sick to work today, and I never, ever miss. But last night, I was absolutely fucking miserable and knew I could not make it through the day like that. So, I uh, took today off. I am feeling a little bit slightly better, but definitely uh, still down. Uh, I did try to record yesterday, and... uh, I kept losing my voice, it kept going in and out and in and out, and I was just so weak, I couldn't even sit here and hold my head up that long, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's not fun, um, it's been a really creepy week of things happening, so, uh, you guys know I've talked to you a lot about, um, the store that I work at, having some energies, some spirits there, well, I want to say it was Thursday, uh, one of the girls working for me was walking up the aisle and all of a sudden a bottle of Pedialyte jumped off the fucking shelf and exploded all over the floor. It's weird because the Pedialyte is literally wedged into the shelf, like into the, uh, on the shelf because the way the shelves are set, it barely fits. So it has to, you have to literally tip it to lift it at an angle to get it out. It's a pain in the ass, but it's been corrected now. But anyway... At that time, you had to really work to get it out. And she's walking up the aisle, and all of a sudden, this ball just jumps off in front of her and busts on the floor. And those motherfuckers don't break. If you've ever had kids and you, or you've bought PLA for any reason, you drop it, you know that thing will bounce. It will not bust, it will bounce. Not this time. The damn thing busted everywhere. So I went back and watched the camera, and I thought somebody had to have been over there messing with it. But nope, it just fucking jumped itself and busted. It was fucking crazy. As if that wasn't weird enough, the alarm company had called me in the middle of the night. So it had been Friday morning about 2.30 a.m., 2.40-something. And said, there's movement in the office. And one of one dispatched police. And I said, no, it's, you know, probably someone fall off the wall or something, whatever. It's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. Normally, I only panic if multiple alarms are going off. But if there's an alarm in the office going off, a lot of things have to happen before that to get to that area first so there's no way it would just be in the office so I come in the next morning and I watch the cameras because I'm like what in the fuck fell I see nothing out of place so I'm like all right what the fuck happened and you see on our radio you can see it the lights all light up like the volume got really fucking loud all of a sudden and then the light on the printer turns on like the printer just powered on by itself the lights turn on and the speakers on my desk start changing colors and cycling through the colors and flashing of fucking weird shit because none of those things are connected. So there's no reason for any of that to have happened that's explainable. So I really need to get in there and sage and um, go through some shit because it's a little fuckered up. But yeah, so that's been uh, my week of craziness. Um... One thing I do want to touch on real quick before we get into all the other bits and pieces of everything. I really need to uh, 
express to everyone how important it is to make sure you have a backup plan or backup items um, that you need for your daily life. A friend of mine is going through some stuff right now that's happened to them and um, without going into too much detail, they're basically locked away from all of their crystals and um, uh, oils and books and everything they need to basically exist. All their bracelets and things that they've done and made and uh, they are locked away from it and they don't know when they're going to be able to get back to it or get it brought to them either way or go get it. Um, it, it's a very complicated situation. So they have no access to their items and they need those for daily life. So please make sure you have a backup plan for the things that are most important to you. Um, you have backup crystals. If you are a daily crystal carrier, make sure you have backup somewhere you have um, backup access to things that you need to get through because it's not going very well for this person at the moment. And my whole thoughts are with them because this is insane. So definitely um, something to keep in the back of your, of your mind and think about and make sure you've got a plan to be able to access your things. So every now and then I do a random google search on witchcraft just to see what news is going on or anything new i missed or whatever you know i like to stay up on um interesting news articles about witches and witchcraft because we are rising so much and so many more people are embracing witchcraft and joining in and i think it's really interesting you know some of the news articles some are absolute trash but some are really fantastic so um saturday friday or saturday i did a uh, google search and just to kind of see, I was killing some time, and oh my god, you guys, the UN, United Nations, is putting together a plan to protect witches, because they are being basically murdered, slaughtered, tortured, everything, in many, many countries across the world, and they are trying to protect witches, based on our quote-unquote religious, uh, yep, our religious freedoms and all of that so it uh it's quite interesting to really see a big um entity like that actually caring for us and and taking time to make sure that we are good to go and safe and everything because that just doesn't happen all the time so i found it very interesting i'll post that article I'll back go back and grab it and see if i can find it again and uh post it in the group sorry here's the paper fall i tried not to uh let it fall, but it did. Um, I'll go back and see if I can't find it again and get it posted in the group because it's very interesting, honestly, to see people actually care about us on a very important level. So definitely uh, pretty cool to know about and also very scary to think that the UN has to put a fucking uh, protection act in place for us because people are so fucking stupid. So... All right, so today's episode, um, I honestly don't even know what the title is uh, at this exact point, So, but you probably guessed some sort of closeness to it, basically by the title. As I had said before, we are starting to get more into advanced sides of witchcraft and into more advanced parts. If you've been with us from the beginning, we've went over lots and lots of the basic stuff, and a lot of the questions I get um, in emails or just in person from people is 
about more advanced things or expanding on things. And um, if I have not answered your email yet, I promise you it's coming. Like I had said before, everything got set up where it was marked as red. So I'm still trying to cycle through some of the older ones first. And it's been a nightmare, but I'm working on it. So um, one of the things I've gotten asked about a lot was the types of spells to expand on that and kind of get a little bit more information because I went back and kind of listened to um, the episode where I went to different versions of the spells and it's really not a good breakdown of everything. I, I went into basically explaining that there are this types of spells but not really full breakdown things and how that all works. So um, as things are getting more insane around here, I've noticed that a lot of you are starting to create your own spells a little bit more and get a little bit more crafty with things, and I fucking love it. I think it's fantastic. So I want to make sure that I can help in any way I can. And one of the ways I can do that is we have um, two people that I can say and several anonymous that want to remain anonymous, but Amy and Aaron are two that had emailed me and asked me to expand on um, breaking down the different types of spells and... um, just kind of doing a little deeper dive on it and I had three other anonymous people that had asked about it so um, I hope you guys are listening and I um, I'm kind of excited about this this is actually something that's been on my list to do of things to expand on I think that when we are doing our own spell work it can be a little intimidating because we sometimes get so flustered with the idea of just reaching our goal that we don't really take time to really understand and appreciate where it all comes from and everything that goes into it and a lot of times we end up just using a spell that somebody else has already made and handed to us and that's perfectly fine too you can 100% always use someone else's spell that's perfectly fine but it has a little more special pizzazz when it comes from you or if you're taking you know doing somebody else's spell and you put your own little uh, twist on it your own little personal touch to it that is an awesome way to kind of make it yours as well. So, um, I really thought that, like I said, this would be good to kind of go over everything and you can, so you can kind of do our focus on just one or mix and match, you know, for a stronger outcome. And a lot of times when we do spell work, we are mixing and matching different spell types. There's usually one main, um, focus type of spell, and then we're adding different components to it. But a lot of times we don't really understand that they can be so simple as doing just one little thing and it doesn't have to be a whole lot of um, bits and pieces added to it. So I'm going to kind of go over these and expand on a little bit. I think think as summer comes and is getting closer for us here on the side we're having summer, um, we're going to be having a lot more fun with... um, getting out into nature this year at least I know I have big plans to get out in nature um and do a lot of a lot of exploring out in nature and having a lot of fun out there and those that are going into the colder season I am so sorry I am so sorry that your summer's ending and you're going into the cold unless you like the cold then that's fucking awesome I'm excited for you so alrighty I hope y'all are ready Alright, so as we talk about breaking down 
the different types of spells keep in mind like i said these can be done solely on their own just with that type of spell or can be mixed and matched the more you mix and match the stronger your outcome is going to be because you're taking different parts and kind of building up to be something huge but you also don't have to you can do simple um, spells on their own and being just one specific type which can also have its own benefits as well so it's mostly a excuse me personal preferencing of what you choose to do and how you choose to do it um, we're all different everybody's gonna choose their own way there's a lot of times that I will um, sorry my voice is doing weird shit um, mix and match to the utmost that I can and there are times where I can try to keep it very simple it just really feels or really depends on how I'm feeling in the moment so elemental so we just covered up the elements um, a few episodes back this is going to be uh, where we talked about fire, earth, air, water, and spirit, and then how we included northwest, south, and east. And I noticed that there's no weirdest fucking order possible, but um, it's fine. Uh, but that's not all that's included when we talk about elemental uh, magic. We need to consider there is a lot more to that. We could talk about all kinds of different elements, honestly. Uh, light and darkness, uh, wood and nature, metal, lightning, there's a lot of different uh, things that come into play here that we can use to our benefit to do the magic with it. So, and you know, each has their own directional focus and kind of creates an extra power. And this would be something if you were going to um, focus on, you would try to basically um, find what most relates to your focus. So anytime you are doing a spell or writing your own spell, or creating your own spell, or even making your own tweaks to a spell, you're going to first and foremost determine what you want the outcome to be what is the focus of your spell what are you trying to manifest to make happen once you've got that figured out then you can um, find the element that closest relates to what you're trying to accomplish and work with that in ways so for instance say that i um wanted to do um a love spell or passion spell i would work with fire for me, that is my go-to anyway. You guys know that fire is my favorite. We've talked about this. I like fire spells. Um, I, I just like fire in general. I talked about that in the elemental episode. Um, it's good to try to get familiar with all of the different elements, but we all end up falling and having one favorite that is our fallback, our go-to all the time. So just try to get comfortable if you want. If you don't, fucking don't. I don't care. It's no wrong way to be a witch. So, I mean, it's literally your craft, your spell, your work, your way. It's Burger King, you can have it your way. <laughs> but seriously though, I mean, it, it can be a lot of fun to um, experiment with different ones and, and just force yourself to go a little bit out of your comfort zone and play with different uh, elements. Just be careful so that you don't get yourself hurt. So for instance, say I was doing um, a fire spell, I would definitely uh, do something with burning with fire. Um, I may do something where, like, I write on parchment paper something I'm trying to do, and I want that to burn. Say I'm trying to do a passion spell for somebody. I would, um, a simple one where it's just elemental. So I would grab um, the parchment paper, I would write down what I want, like, both their names together, and I would slowly light both of them and then bring it together and then send it out onto fire so that they're um we're lighting that spark between them there would be a lot of things going to it as well i mean keep it simple but i do an incantation of some sort and um 
you know, just kind of make it a very fiery spell. Because um, fire, passion, things like that. Now, if you wanted to add to it, we'll get into the other parts of different spells, but you can add different um, tools and different types of things to kind of add to that and boost it. So you might add in like things the color red or whatever, you know, just kind of boost it a little bit. Um, it really is your choice, like I said, on things, if you do just solely, like, the elemental, or if you add other things, or any kind of spell for that matter, you will kind of, um, have fun trying to find different things to add, different ways to do fire to it. Nature is one that I always do fall back on as well, because it's something that's very easy to, um, get lots of components for your spell. If you're trying to do, like, a nature spell to kind of maybe something to do with getting you back into grounding yourself or getting yourself more centered for me i would definitely go with a nature spell i would get some wood i would get some things from the earth some sticks some leaves some um soil some feathers literally anything um that is coming from mother earth and um, nature and bring it in and, and kind of do something like that with it it is a lot of fun, honestly, um, to be able to just kind of make your own way and, and get creative with it. And that's the fun part, too. Some of these spells you can do so simply if you're keeping it just that specific type that somebody may not even have a clue what you're doing if you're in the broom closet. If you decorate it with some pine cones and put them out in your home, nobody's going to think, oh, my gosh, she's a witch. She has pine cones. She's a fucking witch. He's a fucking witch. He has pine cones in his house. No, no, no. I think you're being decorative and, and, you know, you saw something on fucking Pinterest or something because some people don't even pay attention, but, um, it could be very, very simple, which could help protect your identity and keep you in the broom closet until you're ready to come out. Um, again, this can be used alone or to kind of add like a super boost to it. And we'll talk at the end about, um, a way to tie like everything together. So if you really want um, haven't listened and you want more information on the elements go back a few episodes we talked about the elements and all the different aspects of elements so the next one is probably the fucking easiest type of spell work to do and it's color magic it's basically just using the color of the situation basically to um to boost everything that you're doing so um after you pinpoint like i said your your goal your focus whatever it is that you're trying to attain then you will choose a color or colors that most closely represent um and associate with that goal so for me again i would you know would love would be red um peace i would do like a white or a light blue uh spiritualness and and serenity would be like a lilac a lavender a really really light purple color and this is where we get into a little bit uh, um, gray area because we've talked about this before. What color I find to associate with something for me may not be what you associate with it. And that's completely fine. You can Google um, color associations and magic. You can look in books. It's kind of everywhere. But again, it does not matter because if you don't feel that connection with that color for that specific meaning, then it's not going to do shit. This would be something that has to be from your heart, from your own um, feelings, your own connection, and you're the only one who can decide what that connection is and how strong that is. Nobody else can decide and tell you, okay, yes, 
you must use red for love or for passion. Fuck that. Do what feels right to you. We're not going to just go along with all the masses because they say that's what it is. If you don't feel it, you don't feel it. You have to go with what's right for you. You know, I think about this a lot because I go for tiger's eye for protection all the fucking time. It's one of my big go-tos for protection along with black um, agate. And people will be like, well, that's not necessarily always a protection stone. No, it fucking is for me. It works great for me. It always has and it always will. I'm assuming anyway, but it really, it always has, it's never failed me, and I will continue to use it, why, because there's no wrong way to be a witch, and that's what fucking works for me, so let me be, so the really cool thing about color magic is we use color magic damn near every fucking day, and we, and it's unintentional, we don't even know that we're fucking doing it half the time, we don't even really pay attention and it, it's kind of cool because we use it to invoke the magical responses that are correlated with that color without even realizing. So we all have a favorite color, right? Everybody has, some people have multiple. I choose black. I constantly wear black. I just find it's very comforting for me. It makes me feel better. It is a big boost of my self-confidence. It's slumming. It is just something I feel comfortable in. Now, I I don't think that I associate my entire life with black like most people do as being like a dark and, you know, negative or anything like that. I feel like for me, I consider black to be kind of like a camouflage. It is uh, masking. It is um, protective. It is a way for me to kind of blend into the back without being so standoutably noticeable and to kind of... Um, hinder people from being able to really see inside my soul because I don't want anybody in there besides the the close people in my circle and you guys I don't want people who don't understand me in there I don't want people who judge me based off looks to instantly uh, just judge right away because of how I look so the black kind of masks that because it fades in with everything else a lot of people think that tans or beiges will help you kind of blend in but it doesn't in my my opinion anyway so how do we do color magic every day without thinking about it let me tell you do you have a for you girls out there women do you guys have a lipstick that you wear all the time on a date or you're going out lipstick or uh, a shade that you wear all the time because you know it's a no fail that's color magic you are picking that specific shade because you know it does something for you it does something to other people that benefits you think of it as the lighter situation i know a lot of people refuse to use a red lighter because they think it's bad luck it is bad that is color magic you're protecting yourself from bad luck by opting not to use that color because it can go both ways here a lot of people believe, I believe it's a white lighter, a lot of people won't use because of the 27 Club, um, Kurt Cobain, Courtney Love, Jim Morrison, or not Courtney Love, I'm sorry, um, oh my god, what the hell's her name, my brain just lost it, um, Amy Winehouse, and so many others, they say were found with a white lighter in their pockets when they died, so a lot of people opt not to use a white lighter, also, in correlation with red same concept it's bad luck because you know it will kill you blah blah that's color magic as well 
they are opting not to do it. But that's not, that's very, very, very simple color magic. It's not something that's very complex. It's just something that we do without thinking about it. Very similar ways. I will dull things down. I usually wear a lot of very bright red eyeshadow or like a burgundy or deep color, but it's very bold. When I know I'm meeting with someone from corporate for the first time or um, somebody important that I need to kind of mute myself down for for reasons that are um, out of my control because of the way I know people are, I will mute my colors down. I'll use like a pinkish instead or something that's very neutral color. So I'm doing magic to basically present a lighter version of myself. And these, like I said, are just very, very simple forms of color magic. But, 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 we are doing a lot of other things with color magic that could be much, much, much bigger. Think about if you are, like, we'll just go back to love because it's the one that we've been talking about. If you're doing a love or passion spell or something like that, red for me anyway you may have a different color some people you know think yellow for it or some people think black for it it's completely up to you but for me if i'm doing it i'm going to use red of every fucking thing i'm going to use a red altar cloth i'm going to use a red candle i'm going to put red things everywhere i'll grab red jasper red agate red anything i can find to add into my color scheme of red to kind of blend into whatever i'm doing I may also decorate my altar with red just to kind of keep it boosted. And this is something I have actually done a lot when I'm trying to reground myself and recenter myself. I will use light purple colors like a lavender, lilac, and different shades of it too. It doesn't always have to be the exact same shade. Keep that in mind. Um, And you can mix and match colors as well if you're trying to get like a multi thing going on. But with color magic, you can do something as simple as just adding that color into your decor around you in your space in your home in your office in your car wherever you're at that you're needing to have that with you you can do it in all the places or just one it doesn't really matter it's it's whatever works for you but i will decorate my altar and kind of change things up with a lot of lighter purples and lavenders even maybe like even a light light blue it kind of gives me that pc feeling i just want that serenity and that calmingness around so i will just anything I could find with those color schemes to really add that boost around here. And then as I finally reach that spot that I want, I will slowly start taking things away. I've still got that, that feeling is still good. And this could be like weeks later and I'll slowly start taking things out of it and away. And then when I need it back again, I'll bring, I'll bring it back when I feel like it's gone, but it works really well. It could be as simple as the color of shirt you wear that day that you're trying to, okay, I need to keep this by me. I'm having a rough time. So you put that color shirt on and you, you know, you're aware that we can look at it and it reminds you to stay calm, to stay peaceful or whatever, you know, you're trying to do. Color magic can go in so many fucking ways. It could be fucking huge and extravagant or it can be super tiny as simple as your shirt or your lipstick or your eyeshadow. Um, It's really cool how, if you think about it, that colors really have such a fucking impact on us um the color of a room when you walk into it can make you feel so many different ways and that's why a lot of times when you go places like doctor's offices or um government buildings or whatever everything is more of a beige color because it's more neutral and they want you to feel more 
what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of calm, but just kind of not really feeling anything, honestly. They want you to walk in and just to keep you in that zombie state. So nothing is started, nothing is aggravated. You do your business, you get the hell out, and you're done. And if you notice a lot of um, places like where they want things to be a little fun or a little crazy, if they're going to have brighter colors because that will invoke something in you that just kind of stirs everything up and gets going and kind of gets you feeling some kind of way. And I think it's really cool that we're able to do this because colors can affect us just like smell can and taste and have that impact on us. It's huge. And like I said, I've talked about color correlations uh, in many of the previous episodes. You can go back and listen to those. You can kind of Google it or look in a book or whatever. But again, it's not going to mean a damn thing unless you feel it yourself. Um, Like I said, most of us have a favorite color. And it could be something that we can incorporate into another um, spell in different ways. You know, we can do a spell that's a fire spell or we're burning stuff, but we have everything specific colors brought in. It's really 100% up to you and how you want to do it and what you want to do. And you can have a lot of fun with it. Like I said, it's probably the easiest one to do, but it is probably um, one of the funnest as well because you can have a lot of fun with the colors and, and kind of having, you know, different things and, and changing shit up. And then it's, again great for anybody in the broom closet because they just see you wearing a different color or having a different color out and think you're just redecorating or something and nobody is the wiser as to what's really up and as you guys have heard you know many many people talk about and I even have one witches used to paint their doors purple so that they could symbolize and signify to other witches that witch lives there that is also color magic it could be very very simple as that or like I said it could be very complex where you literally make a whole spread of everything of that color to try to invoke that correlated feeling emotion whatever it is you're trying to um manifest there make happen whatever your goal is sorry i really need a drink now the next one (laughs) is perhaps the oldest magical tool oh shit that we have to us herbal magic and this does include oils because a lot of the oils are derived from herbs it also includes like incense because it goes back to smell as well as tied in there but there's a lot more with taste and everything else tied in too so plants have been around longer than humans they're older than humans they come from the earth mother earth has given us this, this gift way before she even let us be here the really, really cool thing about all of this as well, herbs have unique properties that can be both beneficial in many ways. They can heal and they can fucking kill. And that's not a joke. I mean, it's funny, but it really is serious. Like herbs and plants and all of those things are so fucking powerful because they're so strong for being such a tiny little plant. Let's, let's, talk about marijuana first i know we have people who are non-smokers and that's completely fine nobody's ever going to force you to or ask you to or tell you you're lame if you don't it's totally fine i don't smoke anymore just because number one it's illegal in indiana number two i don't have time um number three it's expensive here um and i would fucking choke if i straight up smoke some flour again so yeah um i'll take a cart with some 
very low dose in it to help me kind of relax but as far as just rolling a joint doing that I haven't done that in years and I don't think my lungs can handle it but I know what it does I know how it is and I completely respect it 100% one marijuana leaf can literally alter I mean it's not even a whole leaf just one toke off of it can alter your reality your mood your thinking your everything it can ease your anxiety it can drop your anger it can drop your stress it can help you with focusing it can help you with pain there's so many benefits to it not to mention the fact we can make things out of it like actual things like hemp rope and different things like that so there's so many benefits to one tiny little plant and that's just the most popular one that people talk about think of all the ones out there mugwort has a very similar reaction to it when you smoke it or ingest it as marijuana and in a different way but it still does and it's really interesting to see how such a small little plant can do so many things it's actually really really cool i mean honestly and again herbal magic can be done alone or at an end it's really cool though that uh if you mix in your herbal magic with some other shit, it just makes everything magical as fuck. It, just because it's like that extra boost. And I will say this is probably one of the most intimidating forms of magic because there are a lot of fucking herbs. We don't even know about all the plants out there. We have no idea about millions of plants because there's new ones popping up all the time. Think of, again, I hate to keep taking it back to the marijuana, but take it back to the marijuana industry. When I was growing up, there was one kind there's one strain of marijuana and it was just straight the plant you pulled it or whatever cut it you let it dry out and you smoked it and that was it now there are fucking millions of strands and variations and hybrids and everything else we are evolving and so the plants and everything else that mother earth is offering us and giving to us is also evolving if you think back like herbs and uh which is, they were the original fucking OG doctors and herbs were the original medication because that's all they had back then. They didn't have big laboratories to um, make pain relievers or, um, you know, things to make you feel better or things to make you feel calm or anything like that. They did not have that. Plants is what they had. And it was learned through trial and error. And which is, like I said, we're the original OG fucking doctors. doctors. We were the healers. We were the ones that people came to when things were wrong and they didn't know what to do. For something simple as like the stomach flu, they may come to a witch and be like, I need help. They're, you know, they're vomiting violently. They have no idea. They don't know what a flu is. They just know this person has caught this vomiting disease and and they need help. And we have always been there to help. We actually use herbs every day without even realizing it. We use it in our um, food, most of all. I mean, everything we cook has some type of plant herb type thing in it, almost, almost everything. Um, coffee, drinking coffee, that comes from the ground, from coffee beans, which is in the herbal category because it is a fucking plant. That is magical to me. Every morning I consider I'm drinking a fucking magical elixir of fucking wonderful goodness that gives me energy and it wakes me up and it makes me feel better so I don't want to murder people. I'm literally drinking coffee right now because I drink it like 
multiple times a fucking day because I have a problem. But it is something that comes from Mother Earth and she has given us and we are very thankful for it because this wonderful elixir keeps me going throughout the day and it's great. But there's a lot of herbs and things like that that originally are that are in our medications and the medications that we have now have been clinically made and um, manufactured based off of different herbs and plants and things like that. Like, um, for instance, cocaine, okay? Coca-Cola still has cocaine in their formula. The only difference is they have taken out all the actual stuff that fucks you up. It's still made from cocoa plant. But those um, oils and things that they take from the cocoa plant that they extract from it, to, you know, that's not in the coke, is used for making medications like lidocaine and... Um, other different topical, you know, pain relief type medications. So uh, if you ever use like numbing cream when you got in a tattoo or lidocaine because you've got like a rash or something like that and you use that and you've used a lot or way too much and you start feeling kind of weird, it's because some of that is still going into you. It's such a low amount that's in it that it's not, you know, worryable. But if you use a lot of it or overly use it, then you're going to start feeling some of the effects in a different way because it's not the you know, the straight plants mixed with things, but it can make you very sick too. Um, but it's, it's, again, derived from plants and comes from herbs. Plants are very intelligent. Actually, Aristotle believed that they had psyches and psyches are normally only associated with humans, but they work together and communicate with each other, which is very fucking cool to think about. The plants can, um, be that fucking smart and intelligent. I don't know if you guys have seen the uh, videos where they have done studies where they will grow plants with different types of music playing to it, like country and hard rock and classic and jazz and different things like that. And the plant grows differently based on the type of music it is. Uh, I, I find it very, very fascinating, especially the fact that plants can, you've seen this happen. Everybody has seen this happen. I'm sure of it. You'll see like a tree bust through fucking sidewalk and just pop up. A little baby tree is somehow coming, busting up, tearing up the sidewalk and coming through. That's fucking powerful. That one little tiny little plant can do that. And we have access to all of them. And the part that I think is very intimidating, like I said, there's a lot about herbs that we don't know still. And there's so many of them that it's very hard in one lifetime to learn every fucking herb and everything about it. Because there's just so many. I have a pretty decent apothecary going on and there's still several of these I haven't even really messed with a lot. Um, I have full amounts of them. I just have not taken time to really do a lot of um, a spell work with them to get to to see how they work firsthand for myself. I could tell you a lot about them as far as the research I've done or things other witches have told me, but I can't tell you from my own personal experience about several of these. But that is on my um, agenda for the summer to do, is to do a lot more herbal work. Um, I think it's really interesting. Like I said, it's, herbs are just incredibly powerful and they're easy to get. The most popular herbs you can literally find in your grocery store in the spice aisle for a fucking dollar. So if you're wanting to start your own apothecary to get more into um, herbal work of any kind, go to your local grocery store. Go to the spice aisle, seasoning aisle, whatever it is that they have. And a lot of times you're going to be able to buy a little jar for a dollar. 
bring it home. Even keep it in that fucking container if you want. If you're on a budget and you can't really afford to go out and buy all new, you know, mason jars or whatever. Most of mine are mason jars. It's taking me a while to get all that collected. But just buy some. Spend two bucks a week and buy two different ones a week. And grow your collection that way. Starting with things that are very easily accessible. Accessible. <laughs> and just kind of play around with it and have a little fun. And you'll start to learn more and more about the plant as you start doing more um, work yourself and different research yourself and um, even you know you may hear things about it or read things about it or see videos of people talking about it and then you'll be able to relate because you have it and you can do your own research as well and have your own opinions on it sorry about that I had a cough and I tried to pause the recording because it was really bad I don't know if I cut out or what it did so sorry I hope that was okay so, another really cool part to think about is kitchen witchery. There's a lot of herbs and different spices and things like that that are all based off of herbal work. We do it all the time. We take ingredients and we put it into food to make it taste better. Salt, pepper, oregano, um, pumpkin spice during the fall. Or Actually, I use it fucking year-round in my sweets and stuff I make, but... Uh, rosemary, so many different things that we do and we add into our food that's literally right there from the um, the grocery store baking aisle. But it alters the food. So without it, you can definitely taste it. So that is something that is just very simple. So herbal magic. What can we do solely with herbal magic? We can take, excuse me, different herbs and we can put them in a sachet sachet pack and we can our bag and we can make a little you know a hex bag (laughs) not saying you should hex people you can make a protection bag for yourself you can do a lot of different things you can ingest it Um, you can eat it drink it infuse things with it you can bake or cook with it you can anoint different things with it Um, add it to your candles when you're making candles or use this as an incense there are so many options. Uh, honestly, with the amount of herbs that are out there, your your options are limitless. You have a lot of different choices of things you can do and have fun with. And it can be a lot of fun, um, like I said, and or scary because, you know, trying new herbs can be very interesting and, and intimidating, but it's a lot of fun as well. So go spend a couple bucks, get some from the grocery store, and you're out a dollar to try something new with herbal work. But again, we can add this to, like I said, to other things. We can um, add it to our candles, for instance. I like to um, take wax from my candles that I've been burning and kind of pour them in and add different herbs to each layer. And then you'll have a wick in there, obviously, the whole time. Uh, Sometimes I just like to do wax melts. I'll put, you know, the old spent wax in with my own oils and uh, different herbs to kind of give it different smells and different things and then break it into cubes and put it into my wax burner and there I'm doing scent magic that we've talked about in several episodes back but very similar um, herbal magic is a lot of times added in with other uh, different types of spells but it's a lot of fun to just kind of do on its own mugwort is hands down one of the easiest ones to do because you can either smoke it or drink it and you are going to alter your experience for the rest of the day and it, it's not something that's going to be like really harmful to your body or be really bad for you or you're going to fail a fucking drug test for it but it's something that can alter your life your mood your um, sense of 
reality without really making you all fucked up and weird but it's a lot of fun to do herbal magic i try to incorporate herbs into a lot of my magic just because i have so fucking many and i want to actually get some use out of them but also because i'm learning different things about them different properties and using them in ways that i feel connected to them in again every witch is different so it doesn't really matter if i tell you you know um sage is for protection only and it can only be used for protection that's bullshit because sage can be used for whatever the fuck you want it to be used for whatever you feel a connection for whatever you get from it this is another time when i would highly suggest journaling um, because you especially if this is something new to you you can um, track how different herbs work for you how you know how the experiment went uh, what things that you like about it and not like about it would you use it again would you add it to something just something different to or some way to basically um jog your memory of how you liked it when you try different things with it so um herbal magic can be as simple as drinking an herbal tea or as complex as making candles and baking and doing lots of other things mixed together with it but herbal magic like i said it's very intimidating one of the oldest fucking things we've ever had but very one of the most important aspects tools that we have let's go ahead and get our little break out of the way next type of magic that i want to get into is candle magic again this is another old form of magic it can be very very simple or it can be very very complex it really just depends on what you choose to do and how you want to go about it um, a lot of times that we can use candles to symbolize us and our beliefs and different um, events in our lives things like that one of the most common ways is to um light a candle and meditate on your focus your goal your um desired outcome whatever it is you may be trying to obtain maybe you're just trying to um have some peace and kind of bring yourself uh, back down to zero to grounding a white candle lit where you close your eyes and just kind of enter that serene moment will work just perfect um like I said, it can also be incredibly complex. We can use our abilities to control the candle and the flame and really have a lot of fun with it. And that is something that I really enjoy doing, honestly. Um, I, I like to scry. I have a black mirror. I've told you guys about it before. But one of the things I really love to do is stare into fire. Um, fire scrying is one of my favorite things. It's very relaxing, very calming. And just makes me feel in touch with the elements. And, you know, we go here, we go back to elemental things, but fire just draws me in. So, one of my favorite things to do if I can't have a big bonfire is to light a candle and watch the flame dance. It's beautiful. It is gorgeous to watch it just kind of buzz around and in and out, up and down. Looks like it's going to go out and then it fires back up, bright as can be again. It's a lot of fun. And candle magic can be done fucking anywhere. Almost everybody in the world has candles in their home of some sort. Nobody's going to think anything the wiser if you light a candle and just have a moment of just calm serenity. Just 
with the candle blowing or burning. You don't even have to close your eyes. If there's other people around or you have their back to them, you can close your eyes. You can do whatever you want. But it's very easy to light a candle and just kind of get in the zone from that candle burning. Candles are nice and cozy and comfy. And depending on the scent, it could really have a huge impact on your day, your your mood, your emotions, your feelings, your everything. Like I said, it could be super fucking simple or it could be complex. It just depends. It's, uh, excuse me, it's really easy to kind of get into and get started with if you do even want to do a more complex one, getting started is easy. Basically, you um, set your intention, figure out what it is you're trying to do, choose your candle, you can pick a color if you want to add in a little color magic, or if you just want to simply do a white candle, it's completely up to you, or if you don't have a fucking choice, you're limited on candles, you fucking close your eyes, grab one out, and there you go. It doesn't matter as long as you feel it and you feel connected to it. But once you do that, you basically let the um, candle burn as you concentrate and you go, do whatever you want. But that's a simple way, but it starts out for the complex way the same way. This is a fun one. I've done it several times. I think it is um, a really good way to do a little divination with candle magic. You light three candles or however many candles that you want to represent for what you're doing. So there's things that I might do um, yes and no's with. So I might have two candles lit and I may ask yes and no questions or whatever flame dances or, or, you know, makes a signal to me, then I know that is my yes or my no. I have it designated. Um, if you're trying to answer between two questions or three or whatever, um, say, for instance, you're trying to decide you've got four job offers and you don't know which one to go for because they're all really great. You light four candles, you label them or, you know, assign each candle to be you want the jobs, and then whichever one goes out first, that's the one you know, or you flip it, and whichever one is standing is the one you go with. Really, there's limitless fucking options here of how you can do it and what you can do, because number one, it's your fucking magic, your craft, your spell, your journey, you do what you want, you decide how things be done, but there's a lot of different things that you can do with candles and candle magic to really broaden your horizons and try new things and it's very simple um we can get onto the whole debate of snuffing versus blowing out the candle we've been we've had that conversation in several episodes back multiple times i am a snuffer um most of the time there are times that i do blow my candle out if i'm trying to send that intent out to the universe um if it's something i'm just trying to you know if i've done the had a candle burning for a different part of it but if the candle is my major focus in the the spell a lot of times I will blow it out and blow that intent to the universe unless it's something like I said I'm trying to to stop then I will snuff it as a symbolization to end that um you can have a lot of fun because you can dress your candles up you can um add a lot of different things to your candles you can add incense you could add oils you can add herbs you can add color you can add different things to it dress it up you can carve in it Um, That is one of the very, very most easiest ones to do is taking a green candle, carving a dollar sign into it, and then letting it burn as you concentrate and envision money coming in. You're getting um, 
deposits left and right, money just kind of randomly coming into you or, you know, getting opportunities for things. And, you know, use that candle solely for that specific spell over and over and over again until it's completely gone. Um, you can do the same thing with, you know, people's names in it. Candles can also be good for cord cutting or for representing us in different ways in our beliefs, like I said in the beginning part of this. Cord cutting with candle magic is something that's very simple to do. Um, you basically use the candles to represent uh, each person and then you basically set the uh, cord of fire. You, you burn the cord and you're separating it. Um, it just depends on which version of a cord cutting spell you do, but there are many, but a lot of times candles are involved in that and it becomes a candle magic type of spell. Again, it could be used alone. It could be used mixed in with other um, different types of spells. I use candles in a lot of my spells um, in many ways, and I use different colors. I've told you guys before, I think I've gotten a very, very cheap pack of spell candles on uh, Amazon, incredibly cheap, but my best, 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 best place to get very cheap colored candles is the dollar stores. Um, Family Dollar, Dollar General, Dollar Tree, anywhere that has, you know, normally has dollar items, you can get packs of candles very cheap. And you don't have to go for big pillar candles or tapered candles or specifically called spell candles. You can use fucking birthday candles where you can get 24 of them in a pack for a dollar. Half the time it's fucking 50 cents. You can get them cheap as shit. Life is expensive. Sometimes we need to, you know, craft on a budget, and that's completely okay. It's actually my preferred method. I am cheap. I love it. I like it a lot. I will brag when I get a good deal instead of, um, you know, bragging about how expensive something is because, to me, that's just stupid to throw your money away when you buy things much cheaper. So, Kindle Magic, you can literally go to, um, for instance, Dollar General, you can get a 24-pack of the Multicolors, candles for a dollar um we also have a lot of varieties of different kinds of candles we have uh the thicker colored candles that look more similar to a spell candle and pretty much the same shape and size honestly um emergency candles you can get those fuckers for them for a dollar a family dollar and they burn forever and they burn bright and hot and they're pretty fucking awesome really um there's a lot of different options and party sections the cool thing with candles is you don't have to get them, like I said, specifically through metaphysical stores or, you know, specifically made for witchcraft. You can make your own um, spell candles, quote unquote, out of birthday candles or whatever. Uh, anytime we go somewhere that sells candles like that, like single candles, I will always go and check the clearance section because it never fails. There's some kind of... Um, pack of small candles in there really fucking cheap all the time and it's great because I really 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 love um, to use my candles a lot and I you don't have to waste a whole candle for if you're doing a you know, candle spell there are some that you should only use that candle uh, that specific candle for that specific type of spell you can redo it and reuse it for that same one but for the most part you can just kind of use them whatever you want you can reuse them um, it really just depends on what your intent is. For money spells, I always use green. I carve a dollar sign into it, and I only use it for the money spells. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Another really interesting divination way 
uh, to use candles is through the wax. A lot of times people do a wax pour to see what they see in it. A lot of times people will pour their wax into water. Some people will pour straight into uh, or onto a plate or um, really anything. It, it just depends on what you're comfortable with, what you feel like you can read better, uh, what you feel more drawn to. There are times when I go to do a, a candle wax pour and I will be like, you know what? No, this has to go in water. I'll, I just feel, have the feeling I need to pour it in water and see what comes out there. Many other times I'll just pour it onto a plate and see what I get there. It really just depends. Sometimes I just let the fucking thing burn out and see what happens. Um, that is a, a big way that a lot of witches do candle magic. If they're doing like wax divination, they will just let it burn out and see what kind of pattern it gets. But you can get crafty with it. You can have a lot of fun with it because it, the way you pour it too, it will, uh, you can try to pour into a specific pattern if you really are trying it. the different ways that it falls in different areas is going to leave different lightnesses and darknesses of the way the wax dries. So honestly, you just have fun with it and trust your gut of what you feel um, is going to work best for you. Candle magic, like I said, is so fun because the options are really limitless. Uh, you can light a hundred fucking candles and do a lot of fun stuff with that um it's also really fun to light candles and use them to connect with loved ones in a divinational way sometimes i will try to um connect the spirits here we have a lot of spirits in our home so i'll try to limit it to like three at a time sometimes four of who i'm trying to you know connect with and they've really been really good about not um messing with each other's flame and and basically just sticking with if I don't say their name then they don't really come out and it's kind of nice because you can tell after being here so long you can tell what spirits are what and who you're messing with what energies they're playing um as I've told you guys before many times we've gotten rid of the malevolent spirits here so there are no bad um energies that we know of at the moment we have been pretty lucky just to deal with really friendly spirits and energies and i think we're good we do have jack he can be an ass to the girls but for the most part he's pretty he's pretty calmed down now so the uh next type of magic that i want to talk about is crystal magic and this can be very controversial in many ways because some witches who like to gatekeep will be very specific about you can only use this crystal for this fucking thing and you have to do this with it and you have to do that with it and you have to blah blah fucking blah you can use crystals to manifest things you can use crystals in any fucking way you want because again there's no wrong way to be a witch it's your craft your path your journey your spell work your everything and you decide how you want to do your stuff it does not matter if Joe Blow does it this specific way and only this specific way and you do it this way or that way, it's what works for you. And we we have to have that appreciation for the craft and for each other to understand that we are not exactly alike and we're never going to be exactly alike. But crystals are used for a lot of things. Um, like I said, especially with manifesting things, healing, divination, uh, marking a sacred candle, um, honoring deities, decorating your altars or spaces, use as talisman or lucky charms. There's really a lot of uses. Um, like I said, decor, in addition to other spells, daily carry crystals um, in your bra, in your pocket, um, adding crystals into your jewelry for different things, different purposes, different reasons. Crystals are very powerful. They have a lot of 
connection to Mother Earth. They have a lot of power to affect us in many ways, to just change things altogether. I mean, you guys, I'm sure some of you have been with us for a while. Remember what happened when I wore that um, Family Crystal set? I think it was Family Crystal set. And it was a fucking tornado of emotions. Um, It was a lot of stuff happening together. So crystal magic is a lot of fun because you get to experiment with different things. You don't have to buy big fancy crystals that are big pillars or towers of them. You can buy a small, simple crystal. I told you guys about the crystal chips. Travis got me an amazing set of crystal chips from Amazon. I don't remember the exact seller, but I will post it in the group when I do. I'll post the set, but um, it had... I think 40 different vials of different crystal chips or little pieces. They're great for making uh, spell bags, um, spell candles when you're adding your own little crystals to it. When you're doing just little um, things where you're going to have to add a crystal to your spell and something you won't get back because either one you're giving it to somebody or two is going to be sealed inside of something or buried or whatever. The chips work great because they're not fully getting rid of an entire crystal is just the little chip so you've got a lot of them left to work with and um, you're gonna run out right away but with crystal magic it's really cool because you have so many options of what you can do you can literally just cleanse it and charge it and put in your bra or your pocket or wherever um, like I said I wear three specific crystal bracelets every day that I made I do really want to um remake them or something I I have a bunch I have a shit ton of crystal beta bracelets but I just keep them back to my same three all the time I charge them or cleanse them and charge them and continue because they have specific meaning to me that I know those crystals work for me every fucking time one of my favorite things about crystal magic is that it can be hidden or visible. It's completely up to you. You can carry a crystal, like I said, in your bra or your pocket, and no one's going to know you have a fucking crystal in your bra or your pocket unless you tell them. Again, with jewelry, you can wear it, but some people just see it and think it's a cute bracelet you picked up somewhere or a cute necklace or cute earrings or whatever. Crystal magic can be incredibly powerful because, like I said, these things come from Earth, or if you have mold bite, it comes from fucking the universe, which... I have a very small piece. I'm very protective of it. It stays in a case at all times up above my altar on the shelf because I'm scared I'm going to lose it because I know me very well. But, like I said, there's a lot of fun things that we can do with crystal magic. It can just be as simple as wearing it. It can be as extravagant as lining up specific crystals and doing divination with them, um, doing different, you know, adding it to your divinational things kind of putting that on your tear up before you start or your pendulums whatever you want to do using a specific crystal for pendulum it's also a really good way to kind of add a power boost to your spells um adding uh charging amethyst and adding it to your spell is fucking amazing power boost it kind of adds it amethyst i'm a little you know partial to because it is my first stone and i love it uh i really just love that color of amethyst though too i mean there's just something about amethyst before i even knew it was my first stone i knew it was very very beautiful and special to me in a lot of ways but amethyst is kind of like an all-around stone it's used for a lot of things 
Again, this is another type of candle magic that can be very intimidating because there are so many fucking crystals out there and there's a lot to learn about all of them and that's completely fine to be intimidated by it. But let me just remind you, you are a badass. You are fucking amazing and you need to remember to go with what you feel. If you don't feel like tiger's eye is power or protection for you, then don't fucking use it for protection. Use what you want and what you feel. Um, I always go for sodalite for teamwork if I'm trying to get things to kind of boost up or to kind of add a little bit more unity to my team. I will plant sodalite around um, the store and worker areas. I know it's not going to be stolen from like a poison or customers and stuff because customers steal a lot of shit. But I will do um, different ways of, uh, I will do, I'll find different ways to incorporate so light into the areas where I know my employees are going to be a lot so that they kind of, um, unknowingly get that boost from the soda light being in their space. Um, keeping clear quartz on your altar for sharper focus is really great. Solonite around your home, your office, any kind of space that you have is great for peace and serenity. Um, charging and carrying red jasper is great for courage. Uh, Centrine is great for attracting money. These are just a few different things um, I have found personally were great for me for a little boost um, to kind of add in with other spells or to do crystal magic alone by carrying it with me. Um, again, the options are limitless. There's so many different crystals and it's really based a lot on how you personally feel and what connection you have to it um, in general. So, incantational magic. This is something that if you watch um, witches on TV, and many times it's going to be uh, a witch in a situation and she just chants some kind of spell, whether it be in English or Latin or some kind of different language that we don't even know if it's real or not, because I've seen that in witch shows and movies where this make up a different language altogether and it makes no sense. But whatever, it's entertainment. It can simply be just speaking the words to manifest what you want. This could be chanting. It could be repeating. It could be a lot of different options for you. Um, I like to start my day every day with incantational magic as I make my coffee. I've told you guys this many times, but we'll throw it in again. I greet this day with gratitude. I sail through this day on my positive attitude. As my energy now rises, I know I will meet all of my tasks until they are complete. So let it be. Every single morning, I recite that as I make my coffee. That is incantational magic. I am saying the words to the incantation to get myself magically going for the day. There are days where I am dragging ass and I say that and I'm like, yep, this is my day. I'm going to fucking make it work. I'm going to rock this shit. And it works and it works great for me. But it's only as strong as you are confident. If you don't believe in the words you're saying, it's not going to do a fucking thing. It has to be from you, from your gut, from your heart, from your everything you have to believe in what you're saying so if you are getting something from someone else say you want say you want to do what i do you want to do incantational magic every fucking morning you can use what i have 
that's awesome. You can totally use it or you can adapt it to make it your own or you can write your own. You have to do what works for you. Again, in every fucking spell we talk about, you cannot just take somebody else's words and do it And if you don't feel it. If, if you don't feel a connection with any of it, think of spells like a recipe. You're making a recipe and there's something in there that doesn't really work for you. You're... Um, you have celiac disease or you are lactose intolerant, you need to switch out that ingredient, substitute it for something else. Think of spells the same way. You don't really connect with that. That doesn't really work with you. So you adapt, you substitute, and you put your own in that works for you. Very simple. Make it your own. Uh, to use alone, you must have confidence in yourself. If you're going to use incantational magic alone, you have to have your confidence built up. And even if you're going to use it with other stuff, you really need to have your confidence built and believing in what you're saying. So you really need to add your own spin on it if you don't feel like connection. Um, incantational magic is often used with other forms of spells. Um, it works better when you, like I said, when you create it, your own uh, words yourself or add your own personal touch to it. It just is going to work better when you have a connection to it or you feel that um, personal touch, that personal relationship with it, if you will. So um, there are a lot of other types of magic um, to get into, but I really want to wait till a separate episode because it can be a very, very... Um, <laughs> Uh, how do I want to say this? Intricate to, to get into. Blood magic is one I've been asked about a lot. Um, I have never myself personally used blood magic in ways that people are asking about. Um, it is a lot of uh, trust in people, if you're going to use other people's blood, um, that they are who you really want to find yourself with because blood magic is very very sacred and very very strong so it's something that you need to be able to really fully feel confident with and comfortable with and really feel a connection to that person the only person in the world I would probably do blood magic with is Travis he's the only one I feel I have that connection the strong enough with so we will definitely do an episode on blood magic at some point but it's going to probably be a very intricate and detailed episode because there's a lot a lot to unpack with it um like i said there are a lot of other types but these are the really main ones i want to expand on um not magic is something that a lot of people don't really consider to be as mainstream but it is becoming more and more popular because it's something that's very easy to do and something that um is kind of like a, a way to keep your brain going as well there's a lot to it if you want it to be or it can be fucking extremely simple. So it's basically the art of tying knots to uh, symbolize people, things, ideas, places, literally anything, your beliefs, any of it. Uh, most commonly it's used in binding uh, people, worries, events, uh, forces, other spells, hexes. I like to... <laughs> this is going to sound really weird. I am. I don't know anything about specific knots. I was a Girl Scout, but they didn't teach us knots. They taught us how to bake and sell cookies. Where Boy Scouts, they were taught different types of knots and how to tie them and all that shit. As a Girl Scout, we did not learn um, all of that. We learned, you know, 
the girly side of things, which whatever. So <laughs> I use Not Magic in a lot of different ways. The very simplest, I use it to, when I'm having issues with something I want to kind of um, put away, I will bind things a lot. And not just people. You don't have to just bind people. You can bind specific things or ideas or whatever. So um, if I'm struggling with um, some issues I want to get rid of my anxiety, I will knot up. I will make knots in a rope or a string or a ribbon or whatever. I will knot my anxiety up and put it away. If there's something that I'm trying to work through um, in different ways, I've got some decisions to make, but I also wanted to keep my brain going where I'm thinking about it. I will tie some really fucked up knots and things, and then I'll come back to it. And as I am trying to untie it, I will use that as, okay, if I get untied, then yes, this is something I need to do. If I don't get untied, then no, it's not meant to be. And it keeps your brain going because as you're sitting there untying the knot, you're kind of hope or you're kind of working through it in your head, the pros and cons, and your heart will tell you what you really want because if you really want that to happen, you will find a way to untie that motherfucking knot. If you don't want it to happen, you'll try on it for a few minutes, be like, yep, no, it's not meant to be. You're making that choice because subconsciously the knot has has taken that idea or that choice and it has made it where you can either have it or not. It just depends on what you want to put into it. And you made that choice magically as you are sitting there doing it. So that's a lot of fun. Like I said, binding is a huge one. I will knot people up and knot them out of my life because I don't want to deal with it. Knot magic is also... Um, very much added on to other magic, um, other forms that can be mixed together. It has a lot of different um, things where you can just kind of add it in and add it with fire and burning things. And you guys just know I just keep going back to fire because I like fire. I, I'm not a pyro, I promise, but I really like the draw and the pull that fire has for me. I want to apologize real quick if this episode, especially the second um, part of it, like this last section, has a lot of parts where it sounds like it's breaking up a little bit or kind of um has weird pauses in it i'm pausing as i talk because my mouth's getting so fucking dry i have to keep taking drinks uh part of us for being sick and part of us having dry mouth from these dentures that are it's just something i'm not used to yet having that much dry mouth but i uh i looked at some dry mouth rinse stuff that you can buy to prevent it and it's just fucking expensive it is like $11 for like a couple ounces is stupid. So I mean, my nose being cheaper, dry mouth rinse stuff and where to get a really good deal on it. Please let me know because this is fucking ridiculous. So something I like to call add-on magic. <laughs> it's like a, if you guys think about magic and spell work and everything, if you think about it, it's kind of like an a la carte, like a buffet. You're going to know what place you want to eat what you're so you're gonna know what your goal is right you know what your outcome is you know what you want to have happen that's the restaurant so you are going to pick the restaurant that has the majority of the things that you want so when you're at that restaurant you know you're going to do magic this is what we're doing you're going to pick the parts that sound most appeasing to you and eat them when you are doing your spell work you know the outcome you pick the restaurant that has the best way to get to that outcome and you are going to choose the parts that will help you get there best just like the buffet you're going to choose the parts that's going to 
make you feel good, then you like the taste of that food. It's going to make you feel full. You're going to get the most bang for your buck. You're going to get as much as you can shove in because you paid a lot for that buffet. So magic, you're going to get as much stuff as you can add in so you can guarantee yourself you're going to reach your goal and you're going to take the parts that you want. So you can pick and choose. You can add them all together. We got some add-ons we can do. We can do some add-on choices. You know, we got a la carte menu to add some stuff on here. Representation, represent, fuck, representative. You know what I'm trying to say. And symbolism. Symbolic. Fuck me. Those are always add-on. This is adding into your spell work, your magic, things that represent or symbolize people places ideas things whatever it may be that you're trying to do so you are doing like with candle magic you may use a candle to represent a person or an idea or you know any of the things we talked about earlier colors you are trying to um, do things together you're trying to do a love spell you're going to use a color that would represent or symbolize someone else Uh, there's there's really limitless options here uh, symbolic magic is growing more popular as you know witches grow and witchcraft grows all over because it's so easy to be secretive about it and kind of keep it hidden and um, keep it where people don't know what you're doing exactly so if you just have candles lit you just light candles in your house and you even if they're like bath and body works candles or fucking yankee candles you picked out a smell that represents that person, that idea, that thing, whatever. That is still representative, symbolic, candle magic. I hope you get what I'm saying here because my mouth's getting really dry. So I want to keep going on and on forever because I still got a little bit more to go. And, but you get it. You can use it in many, many ways. Witchcraft's growing like crazy, guys. It's, it's become more popular because people are starting to open their fucking eyes. And people are less scared of being them true self, their true selves and embracing who they really are anymore. They're really becoming more open to showing the world that we are here and we are proud of who we are and we are not afraid to exist anymore. So it is growing. As it grows, people are still spending time in that broom closet as they're getting ready to embrace it, you know, let the world embrace them. So they are coming up with a lot of ways to do things that will not be seen by the public or by family that's not very appreciative and in a way it's kind of funny because we are going back in time as far as um, being hidden with our things like our ancestors did but also being very very more modern and um, adapting and evolving our craft and the things we do one of the biggest ways that we are excuse me is dry mouth so ridiculous that we are um, able to continue doing so much is because we, us, you guys, are being stronger and we are paving the way for other witches who are just now, you know, getting into realizing who they are. We are paving that way for them by being proud of who we are and standing up for our beliefs and just doing the damn thing and making things happen. We are showing them that we are confident, we are proud, we are happy to be where we are, we are excited to make these changes and to gain more family with us. And I think it's really awesome. 
which brings me into another part of um, this one. I'll wrap up with this spiritual magic. It's basically the act of um, incorporating your intention into anything that you uh, are doing. It's basically existing and being magic just while you fucking exist. Uh, it is everything about us that we are. We are spiritual magicians. Every fucking day we are doing spiritual matter just by fucking existing and having confidence and embracing who we are and, and doing all the things that are paving the way for everyone. Like right now, I have uh, started making um, the new manifesting beads like rose they look like rosaries you know they're manifestation beads i call them it's so funny because this is something that i have been wanting to do for a while and then i saw a girl on tiktok started making them i thought that's fucking crazy and then i just got an email today from tamed wild that they are now selling uh what they call pagan uh what was it pagan prayer brains but they are just manifesting rosaries they're literally just rosaries with the crosses on them rosaries that have uh pagan or witchcraft type symbolism on them and this is something that we're doing we're existing we are making shit happen our way we are being there we're paving the way for others and i think it's fantastic and we have a long ways to go but we are so far ahead of where we were this time last year and the year before that and 10 years before that and we're continuing to grow every fucking day Whew. so i want to um thank you guys for the suggestion for the request uh this has been fun kind of doing a little bit more of a dive into it expanding more on it i do want to wrap up uh by kind of adding in an example of adding everything together so if you are creating a spell you set like i said set your outcome that you want to have happen set your goal your focus pick your timing is it better for day night a specific time of year time of moon cycle time of whatever set your place what is the best place to do it should you do it inside outside specific location are you good just at your altar what type of element does it include we're going to go back to love because that's where that's the easiest example just to grab onto so we're doing a love spell a passion spell something like that so we're going to use fire we're going to use that to represent the burning passion and flame we're next going to add color into it we're going to choose reds or whatever color you feel connected to that represents love to you we're going to also add um, a lighter shade of things because we also know that we can't just instantly fall in love it's got to have some build-up time so we're adding like a lighter pink for the little playfulness the innocence in us that life loves that new love feeling and and whatever so then we're going to add some candles because candles are romantic or you can choose white for peace and serenity and, and you know calmness or whatever and then we can also add red because the red candle the red love again tying back to the color magic we're going to add some crystals that also represent it so we might grab some rose quartz it's a pinkish color which is a shade of red but it's also the crystal of love excuse me we can add some rosemary some rose oil see what i'm doing we're tying all of this together and then we're going to do an incantation 
on top of it. And we have created a multi-fucking part, no, (laughs) a multi-style spell that has everything. And it's got that extra boost in it because it's using all of the things. I'm very tiredly delirious from not feeling well, so I hope that made sense. It sounded so much better in my head, and I had a lot more to it, but my voice is getting ready to go out again. So I really hope that this has been very beneficial for some of you. I have got a lot of wonderful things planned for us for the summer. Um, I am really excited to start doing more videos now. Um, Brady has uh, left the house again. He is now um not in the pod lab slash craft room so i have it back to the cassie vibes that it's carried for so long i've got all of the stale energy out it is now a fresh clean set up craft room again i'm definitely super excited to start some videos um we'll do some video podcasts we'll get the youtube channel back up and going i'm really excited about Most importantly, though, we're going to um, have a lot of fun because I'm going to start documenting a lot of my experiments through video and through audio and kind of sharing that with you guys as the summer goes. I'm going to take you guys along on some of my feather hunts and my bone hunts out in the woods and just I've got a lot of big plans for the summer. So I'm really pumped and I hope you guys are excited as I am. I hope you guys have an amazing day, month, week, year, whatever time you're listening to this. Don't be afraid to try some new forms of magic and definitely don't be afraid to put your own twist on things so it's more personalized. You all are baddies. You are fucking amazing. You are so powerful and so fucking fierce. I love you all. Please have an amazing time. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bless be. Love you. Bye.